Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Welcome into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Chris Ballas and Anthony Broom. On a Thursday, we will preview Michigan against Penn State, number three versus number 10. We'll also talk about the latest with Jim Harbaugh, his status for Saturday, as well as the Big Ten's potential punishment against Michigan during this alleged off-campus scouting case where they could step in, forego due process. Uh, we'll pick some games at the end of the show as well, including Michigan against Penn State. Uh, how's it going to get today, guys? It's going another day, another dollar. Let's, let's uh, another. Let's do this. <clears throat> yeah, you know we're just another day closer to the sun crashing into the earth and ending everything. So that's your eat at Arby's update of the day. <laughs> I love it. Um, let's get right into it with Jim Harbaugh's status. Obviously, for those who have been following Big Ten, notified earlier on. In the week, Michigan of potential punishment, Michigan sent its response yesterday, Wednesday afternoon, 10 pages written from the school, 10 pages from Jim Harbaugh's attorney, Tom Mars, who is, you know, obviously a a long track record against the NCAA, but this time against the Big Ten, kind of in a in a waiting game at this point, if the Big Ten does go forward with some sort of suspension, which has been, you know, reportedly what they were leaning towards at least a couple of days ago, Michigan could still file an injunction or a temporary restraining order for Jim Harbaugh to continue coaching, including getting that done quickly uh, so that he can be on the sideline at Penn state this weekend. You know, we talked about on Monday, just the pressure that was put on from these big 10 coaches, big 10 presidents. And then they have the meeting with Michigan last week. It feels like in the last couple of days, a little bit more pressure, coming the other way, not only from Michigan with their response and putting out some different evidence, uh, you know, against some other teams as well, but some in the media, Dan Wetzel, I thought wrote a great column yesterday on this, some in the media other than us, right. um, Have, you know, kind of joined what I would call the, the side of common sense. Um, So now we wait to see what the big 10 does. Could they push it off till next week? Could they, come out with something later this week? Could it be less than a a suspension and just like a fine or something like that? I think all those options are kind of on the table right now. Yeah, they are. And, uh, you know, as of yesterday, late in the day, uh, Michigan was convinced they were, they have their injunction paperwork ready to go. They were convinced that uh, Jim Harbaugh was facing a a long suspension of some sort. Um, And it sounds like once they sent their response, which is 18 total pages, right? Between Tom Mars and the Michigan attorneys, and uh, signed by Ward Manuel, they said, okay, well, let's look through this and see what they've got. And really the evidence that they presented verbally in the meeting last Friday did not match the evidence that was on paper that they handed them. And Michigan's like, well, if this is what we're going on, uh, there's no way in hell that we are going to suspend, allow for a suspension of Jim Harbaugh before he gets due process or, or any other punishment. And I would think the exception there might be a fine, right? Okay. Our analyst was on the sidelines and taking film and this and that. And uh, if you want to find us something like that, then uh, then maybe that's a, a place where uh, they come to a, a mutual agreement. But I don't think they are going to, at this point, according to our sources, uh, barter on any kind of suspension for Jim Harbaugh. 
And they shouldn't because the Big Ten, sorry, pardon my fresh French kids earmuffs. The Big Ten doesn't have shit. They don't. Um, and everything that's been, you know, their evidence is everything that's been reported. And I get that that points to an implication or, or a root, you know, draw, jumping to conclusions of what those things might be. But it's there's not there's nowhere near the evidence to to levy some kind of suspension against Jim Harbaugh under the sportsmanship rule, which guys typically is for like, if your crowd is, is, you know, throw stuff on the field or your mascot pushes someone on the sideline or something, it's, it's never been applied the way that Tony Petitti and, and the big 10 are looking to apply it. So the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, given that if, if that's what the big 10 has, which we assume that it is because Michigan took the time over the last several days to craft the response letter and all that again, there, there might be hell to pay at some point in the eyes of the NCAA, but for big 10 enforcement, again, I'm, I would not accept anything from them right now because they don't, I don't think that there's enough of an awareness of what the commissioner actually is able to act on here and what the, the schools are calling for. So for me, again, um, you know, I've said it several times, if Michigan did something, we've all said it. If Michigan is found to have done something wrong, if Jim Harbaugh is found to have done something wrong, they will be punished for it. But that comes after an investigation and letting this process play out. I mean, you can't it, it's you can't levy that type of punishment without any sort of adjudication on what type of rules were broken. So to me, I think if I'm Michigan right now, I'm extremely, they're obviously confident. They basically said in their letter, we will probably, you know, if this happens, we will sue you and we will win. And it sounds like they've got the, the big time attorneys and the power brokers behind them to, to win that case if it does go to a court. So I, I think if you're a Michigan fan right now, you know, five days after that meeting with Tony Petitti, uh, you probably feel a whole lot better than you did after the initial kind of rumblings coming out of that. Is it pronounced Petiti or Petiti? So I heard some Michigan fans were saying just Petit. Yeah, well, that's, you know, neither here nor there. I just want to know the, the actual pronunciation, if it's Petiti or Petiti. I believe it's Petiti. Okay. Yeah. Well, Petiti, Petiti sounds a lot more uh, fun. So maybe we'll stick with that. So, all right, Clay, what's the next subject before we make our, meg, our, our producer blush here? Yeah, so, no, but I, I agree, A.B., with it's like not only, like no one's saying that Michigan won't have some sort of punishment at some point. It's just saying that right now there's no reason to punish Jim Harbaugh. Yahoo Sports uncovered the entire Michigan response, and they had these bullet points uh, that were in the Michigan response, which was reflecting what the Big Ten presented to them in terms of evidence. One of them, record on of Stallions tickets purchased and transfers. One unsolicited tip by an unidentified person claiming to have witnessed a person in Stallions' seat filming the sideline a link to a public article that includes a now-deleted video of Stallions on the sideline of a Michigan game, which is legal, uh, a short video titled UMass versus PC, uh, PSU video that does not clearly show anything at all, the letter says. And, and then they kind of conclude with, what, from what we can tell, your email largely relies on rumor. Yeah. And that feels like what they're going on at this point. I think Tony Petiti, if that's how you pronounce it, is completely in over his head at, at this point. And may have to backtrack. He doesn't look great doing so either way, but I think probably taking that approach would, would be best for him in the long term. 
Yeah, I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry about my head. I feel like I like Lloyd Bridges an airplane. I feel like I just stopped. Shouldn't have just picked a bad way to stop snipping glue. So this is crazy, man. I feel like I just got out, just got out of prison or something. It's insane. So, um, but yeah, uh, they don't have a whole lot of they don't have a whole lot of evidence right now. And uh, and if they did, and if that's the thing, when they were sitting down Friday and they're saying this, 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 and then of course the evidence they provide doesn't match what they they said then you're like, okay, what the hell? Where's the beef, right? So um, that's where things stand right now. And um, until they get more evidence, and again, they are still collecting evidence. And guys, if there's a mountain of evidence out there or anything proving that Jim Harbaugh was lying or anything like that, they will deal with it. All they're asking for right now is due process. And I don't think that's too much to ask. So are you no. saying they, they lied or embellished to Michigan initially? Because that makes their case, in my opinion, look even worse. I didn't, I'm not saying they lied. I'm saying this is what they thought they knew. And this is what they presented that they absolutely did know. And even part of what they did know didn't really show a hell, hell of a lot. So right. that's down to. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing, the idea that, and this is, this is not reality, but the idea that the Big Ten might have come forward, you know, said, oh, well, you know, we have more, we'll drop more, or, you know, if they're holding something back, I don't think they are. And if there is more present it because it hasn't been presented yet. Everything that the mm -hmm. big 10 has on Michigan was, was put forth by them last week. So again, based on, and again, I'm obvious, you know, none of us are lawyers, but the legal response to this, that Michigan is ready to mount to me makes sense because I get that it's an unprecedented thing. We've never seen a team, have these sorts of allegations inside of a season before and something like that might call for unprecedented action. But, you know, at the same time, I don't know that there's a way you can expedite levying some sort of punishment without knowing the full scope and the full breadth of the situation. Because if you, if you drop a punishment on Michigan and you wind up being wrong or something winds up, you know, sort of exonerating them, you're opening yourself up to a whole lot of other legal issues, especially if people lose their jobs over it. So again, have said all week that I think it's in the best interest of everyone to take time to take a deep breath, craft what they know, craft their response, and you act and you go forward from there. I think the last word on this should be, you know what, the, from what somebody at Michigan and somebody in the Big Ten both told me was it sounds like Petitis is uh, really over his skis, out over his skis on this one. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on to football. Before we do, let's talk about our friends over at Prize Picks. Fantastic sponsor. Football season. We're in the stretch run here of the football season. There's no better way to enjoy watching the games than by playing daily fantasy with Prize Picks. You pick two to six players, predict if they will go more or less than their Prize Picks projection. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. All first time users that deposit and use the promo code Wolverine. Either at prizepicks.com or the Prize Picks app, will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So if you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50, and so on. That's the promo code Wolverine. We made some picks this week, as always. Uh, I am going to go with one college basketball, one NFL. Mitchell Saxon for St. Mary's, more than 11.5 points tonight against New Mexico, and then Bryce Young for the Carolina Panthers against the Bears tonight, more than 230 and a half passing and rushing yards. 
Uh, I've got Bryce Young rushing for more than nine and a half yards against the Bears. I don't think that the Bears are going to get to him, and, I, and he scrambles enough to pick up some yardage here and there. Uh, and then I also have um, Miles Sanders, uh, Carolina backup running back, uh, running for more than 22 and a half yards against this Bears defense. Uh I did a bad thing and didn't prepare. So I'm doing mine in real time here. And I got a couple picks that I do like. Uh, I'm going with less than 15 and a half points with USC guard, Isaiah Collier and his game uh, on Thursday night and Giannis Antetokounmpo going more than 30 points for him. He got tossed last night against the Pistons for basically just staring at someone. So I think that he's, you're probably looking at an FU performance from him. And uh, I think a lot of bottled up energy, tonight against the Indiana Pacers. So those are my two picks for this week. Once again, all first-time users that deposit use the promo code Wolverine will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So go to prizepicks.com or download the app today. Again, use the promo code Wolverine. Uh, let's get into Michigan against Penn State, the fourth ever top 10 matchup between these two teams series dating back to 1993 and we'll start with the Michigan offense against what is a very very good Penn State defense uh, only one team West Virginia has rushed for more than 82 yards on this group and they were good against the run last year as well Michigan explodes for 418 yards a year ago in that game just because they had their signs right yeah, I mean, I guess they're go they blowing them off the ball, but it was all about the signs. Yeah, yeah, the blocks were great, and, and they had great mm -hmm. movement, all because of the because signs. of Connor Stallions. Man, he was the X factor. But um, you know, so not many people saw that coming. I don't think people see that coming this time. Law of averages probably says that won't happen again. But uh, I do feel like Michigan can can do a little bit more in the run game than what they've shown use some wrinkles in this game. And then J.J. McCarthy really getting his first test of a very good Penn State secondary in this game and a team with really good pass rush as well. Five edge rushers with double-digit pressures on the year. Uh, they have 37 sacks already on the season. They'll bring the pressure with Manny Diaz. Uh, your guys' thoughts on this Michigan offense going up against, uh, finally, a, you know, a formidable defense? I'd like to see the... Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Running backs in the passing game a little bit more in this one and maybe uh, use their aggressiveness against them. Um, I think they're going to have to run the ball a little bit, fellas, in order to win this football game. I'm not saying, you know, I'm saying somewhere between 120 and 150 yards and move, you know, second, get, get into some second and sixes eventually here. You know, J.J. McCarthy's been elite on third and long, but now he's playing a good defense. Uh, that's probably a good third down defense. I haven't checked, but probably a better third down defense than they've yeah. played all year. So um, 
they can, they've got to avoid those situations. So going to need to run the ball better. I do think we'll see some more wrinkles there. Uh, I do like this Michigan defense against this Penn State offense. I think it's going to be really tough for them to move the ball on the other side of things. Yeah, with the Michigan offense, I know that JJ has been money in those third and down or third and long situations. I don't I don't recall exactly what the numbers are, but I do think Saturday for the purposes of Saturday's game, I think that those are situations you want to avoid. Uh, namely because if you get your, yourself into those third and sevens, third and eights, third and tens, if things aren't going anywhere on the first two plays, that Penn State pass rush is going to be able to pin its ears back. And we've seen Michigan struggle in pass protection at times, you know, especially coming off the tackle, uh, you know, off the edges there. So I think the biggest key for Michigan on offense is in this game is going to be, I mean, third down conversions in general, get the ones, you know, get the ones that you can get, you know, convert as many of those as possible. But I think staying ahead of schedule on first and second down is so huge because I think the difference between third and four and third and seven or third and eight in this game is going to be massive for what you're going to be able to do offensively. So, you know, you, you want to see, and also I assume what Penn state's going to do is probably what everyone else has done. Like they know that if Michigan runs the ball on them, they're probably not going to win the football game. So I think that the from a play calling perspective, you're going to want to do some things that it, you know, you're going to make have to make them drop someone back into coverage or get you know lighten up that box a little bit. I think the quick game is going to be huge. It, it's where someone like Samaj Morgan could be an X factor in a game like this. I think that JJ McCarthy and some of those both designed quarterback runs and the way he improvises and rolls out. I think that's a major key in this game, but I do think that with the number of playmakers they have, including Donovan Edwards. who I think over the last three or four weeks has played a lot better despite, despite not having the numbers to back it up. You get, you get him the ball out quick. You get him going with a full head of steam. And that's, that's going to be something that, that keeps these chains moving for Michigan. And you also got to have to finish your drives with, uh, with seven points. I mean, if, if you drive the ball and Penn state's getting off the field and your field goal team's coming out, that's a win for that. So for me, it, it's, it's all about those third downs, staying ahead of schedule with the play calls and also finishing your drives with seven points. Yeah. Third downs going to be key. I do have the numbers for JJ McCarthy third and seven plus he's 22 of 29 with 21 first downs <laughs> picked up, which is absolutely incredible, obviously. And, and they have had, it seems like the last few games, especially more of those third and longs, you know, Michigan State, Purdue game as well. Uh, but the Penn State defense is very good on third down, 28.7% conversion rate. That's eighth in the country and first in the Big Ten. Now talking to Nate Bauer from Blue White Illustrated, he also mentioned that really outside of Ohio State, and we could say the same thing for Michigan, um, and they haven't even played Ohio State yet, is you're not facing great offenses this year in the Big Ten, really the last couple of years. So it's hard to know exactly how to judge some of these numbers, um, but they have been very good on third down. It's an athletic defense. They're good in the red zone as well. Michigan going to have to make the most of, of all of its opportunities. Uh, flip into the other side of the ball, this Michigan defense against a Penn State offense that played probably its best game of the year last week against Maryland. But um, I think we've talked on this show uh, the last couple of weeks, especially doing our picks, Maryland kind of falling off here a little bit. Um, and Penn State's offense the one game that you can really look at and be like, all right, this is going to be semi-similar to this weekend is that Ohio State game. One of 16, you want to talk about third downs, on third down uh, for Penn State. 
probably another one of those law averages type of things. Not going to happen again, especially at home. But I think it does speak to Drew Aller, maybe not taking the leap that people thought he was going to. He's still in his first year as Penn State starter. And this team's only had 24 plays of 20 plus yards from scrimmage that is tied for 127th in the country with Northwestern and Iowa. So they're, they've kind of been more methodical, run the ball a little bit, uh, haven't been as good on third down. And, you know, we'll see how this Michigan defense stacks up. But uh, I think I like their chances to kind of keep this low scoring if it if it has to be. Yeah, I had 24-17. I think it's a dink and dunk offense, right? And when Aller was pressured against Ohio State, he didn't respond well. Granted, that was on the road. I think he'll be a little bit more comfortable. Uh, what Michigan needs to do is stop those outstanding running backs, first of all, and get them into a position where Aller has to throw the ball. So um, that to me is a key, and I think they'll do that. I don't see Penn State running on this team very much. I think this Michigan defensive line is better than the Penn State offensive line, and I think it was kind of fool's gold against Maryland, who always folds this time of year against teams with a pulse yeah. uh, for the most part and uh, and is exposed as a fraud. So uh, to me, that's the key, and I think they'll take some shots. Uh, we'll see if Josh Wallace plays for Michigan. If not, that could change some things a little bit. If you have to move Mike Sainers to the corner and have Jaden McBurrows or somebody at nickel, then uh, then that could change some things. But uh, I don't see this Penn State team moving up and down the field on Michigan at all. Clayton, the key to this game, blocking and tackling. I was going to say it. Great, great call. <laughs> I got you. Um, I think, I mean, that's, I mean, Katron Allen, Nicholas Singleton, that's the key to everything. I mean, if those guys are able to, get out and run, uh, you know, if they're breaking tackles, which, um, you know, they do a pretty good job of doing it. It might be a long day and, and it might be a death by, a, a, you know, a million paper cuts type of day, but you look at Drew Aller and, and the numbers are fine. I mean, he's, he's completed about 63% of his passes, only the one pick on the year, but they just seem so limited in terms of their explosiveness. I mean, you think to some of the guys I've had in the past, like Jahan Dotson in, uh, who is the guy, uh, KJ Hamler, the kid from Detroit a couple years ago? Yeah, I don't know that they have that guy on this no. team, and I don't know that they have that quarterback. You know, the, you know, Drew Aller's tremendous. He's got a good arm. Uh, he's played some really good football this year. But you know, I really feel like if Michigan is able to keep them from from racking up those big plays, those explosive plays, and the tight ends will be involved in that as well. I, I feel. I feel pretty good about them limiting the damage of this Penn state offense, because I, I just don't know that they have the playmakers that can offset what Michigan's going to bring to them defensively. So uh, another thing for me, you look at the offensive line, uh, Olu Fashanu is going to be maybe a top five pick in this spring's NFL draft. He's an outstanding, outstanding left tackle. Uh, but the middle of that Penn state offensive line does not, do a whole lot for me so guys like chris jenkins and mason graham and kenneth graham those are you know if you're looking for a position group this week to spotlight this is you know you never use the term legacy game but if those guys who are who we think they are then michigan has an advantage here yeah and talking to nate bauer as well from blue white illustrated he, he said that they've been susceptible to twists and stunts and i think that's something michigan's done a great job of lately even dropping some defensive linemen into coverage at times and then bringing a, a Mike Barrett who had five pressures on the quarterback last week. But yeah, the tight ends will be very involved. Keandre Lambert Smith is third in the big 10 in receptions and yards uh, receiving as well. And then drew Aller, if we want to continue the third down theme, he's completing only 48.6% of his passes on third down when it's third and seven plus that's 
uh, percent of his passes, which ranks 121st in the country among quarterbacks with 15 plus attempts. So in, in a lot of that came against Ohio State, obviously. But again, that's kind of that, that measuring stick game that they have played, that Michigan has the advantage of being able to watch them play a similar type of opponent. Uh, and they didn't fare all that well on offense, scoring 12 points. One of the scores was late in the game. But yeah, it seems like the receiving core has kind of held them back. Uh, so they're going to have to run the ball, I think, on this Michigan defense to to have some success. And we haven't seen many teams do that outside of just a couple stretches throughout the year. Minnesota a little bit, um, you know, in, in a couple other instances. Uh, let's get to our predictions for this game and starting with offensive standout of the week. I'm going to go with Roman Wilson. A lot of this is going to have to do with J.J. McCarthy kind of being the key here, but Five career games on grass for him, 12 catches, 250 yards from scrimmage, four total touchdowns. I looked up the stats, so I figured I might as well use it. And I think Roman Wilson's been key to a lot of those big downs, too. When Michigan's got to have it, he's been the, on the receiving end of a lot of those big plays. I like Colston Loveland in this game. I think he's due for a big one. I think that he is going to be um, a matchup uh, problem for Penn State. And I think uh, that's J.J.'s kind of safety net. I, like, I think Colston Loveland's going to have a really big day uh, and maybe a touchdown on, on Saturday. I was going to go with Colston Loveland. I had everything worked out. So go I'll ahead. stay in that room and say A.J. Barner. Okay. Uh, I think that both of those guys are going to be critical in this game, especially when we talk about those third downs, you know, those third and fours, third and fives, you know, getting those guys over the middle or the guys leaking out towards the sideline. Those two, uh, you know, the safety, the safety valve guys, I think are the ones that could have the most to gain by whatever Penn State's game plan is. No one took the layup. No one took J.J. Um, and I also want to mention as well, Roman, two of those four touchdowns on grass in his career came in that 2021 game against Penn State. There had an absolutely monster game with a couple scores. Defensively, I'm going to go with Mike Barrett from the linebacker position. I uh, feel like he's quietly playing as good at linebacker as anybody in the Big Ten right now, including some of Penn State's guys. Um, just love what they're doing with his speed, getting him on blitzes, using him in those situations where they got to, you know, he comes up the middle and a D tackle twist around the end. Uh, so I think Mike Barrett is going to have a big game and, and potentially, you know, put some pressure on Drew Aller. I think Mason Graham's going to have a game against that interior line of Penn State. I think he's going to have to draw some attention, added attention. Some of those guys are. Uh, I think this is one of those games where he can really cause a lot of trouble, both in the run game and maybe get into the quarterback a little like he did against Minnesota. So he's my guy. Chris and I are on the same page today. I don't know if that's inspiring or or <laughs> well, you're a smart scary. guy. You're a smart but guy. Yeah, and handsome. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna stick with the defensive line and go with Chris Jenkins. I know that Michigan fans have kind of oh, what was all the talk? You know, he's a freak and where's all the numbers? That's not what his job is. This is a dirty work game. This is gonna be one of those Big Ten bar fights, and I think that Chris Jenkins uh, and what he brings to the table will be a determining factor in this game. Yeah, and a lot of the double teams that were on Mozzie Smith last year are, are going Chris Jenkins' way this season. Uh, final score predictions. I got 34 to 20. I think Michigan's going to be able to put together kind of the drives that they need. Penn State, I think, will have some success offensively, more so than they did against Ohio State, you know, this game being at home and all that. But I do like Michigan to, to pull away and, and win semi-comfortable when it's all said and done. Let me, let me guess. Did Bauer pick like 24-21 Penn State or what? 24-20 Michigan. Was oh, wow. I'm, I'm proud yeah. of it. That's a big and, and I looked at their staff predictions over at Blue White Illustrated. 
all but one. I think they had five or six guys pick. All but one had Michigan winning the game. Interesting. Well, Michigan's a better football team, and I think Michigan's going to win yeah. 20, 24 to 17. I think it's going to be a game like uh, I think it was 2006 when they went down there, won 17 to 10. Allen Branch uh, did some damage, and it was 17 to 3 late in the game, and Penn State scored with a couple minutes to go. I think Michigan will be up something like 24 to 10, and then maybe Penn State scores late. Uh, Michigan hangs on to win. I've got Michigan 28, Penn State 16. I think that Penn State will find ways to move the football, but they'll have to kick some field goals, and those will be huge wins uh, for Michigan if that's it going to be the case. So 28-16, again, it, I, I don't know what that looks like in terms of how that plays out over four quarters, but I do feel like I, I think this Michigan team is at least 10 points better than Penn State. But they have to play well, too. It's mm -hmm. not a slam dunk. It's not a layup. It's still a coin flip game, but like I said earlier in the show, if this team is who I think they are, then the noise from the last few weeks will not affect them. This matchup will not affect them. The road environment will not affect them. So I expect them to go out and handle their business accordingly. How about John Borton with 34-8 Michigan on our staff predictions? He's been talking all week about this could be Judgment Day Part 2, referring back to the 1997 game where – you know, Michigan had to go out and prove it, and they did, obviously, and, and they they go on to win the national championship. Check out our full staff predictions article over at thewolverine.com. Uh, but we will move on, finish off with picking three games from around the country, starting with Ole Miss at Georgia. Georgia's a 10.5-point favorite over under 58.5. Some stuff coming out today with Lane Kiffin. Um Kind of makes me want to take Georgia here minus ten and a half uh, in this game. Even wait, though wait. what came out with Wayne? What did I miss? The, the audio of of his meeting with the player who th this has been out for a while, but the audio just came out where he kicked the guy off the team for something oh, to do geez. with mental health or something oh, like that. So. All right, whatever. Uh, I think Georgia's going to roll anyway. I think Lane Kiffin is uh, extremely overrated, and I think Georgia's starting to play good football. So I like Georgia by to cover that. I think that Georgia's going to win by three scores. Audio or no audio, it didn't doesn't matter. Georgia has that. Georgia has a similar vibe to Michigan from last year, where I feel like the they get up for the biggest games on their schedule, and you know sometimes the other teams hang around a bit, but ultimately water finds its level. I think Georgia rolls in this game as well. Two rivals taking the field against each other: Michigan State at Ohio State. Buckeyes thirty-one and a half point favorites at home. Over under forty-seven. And a half MSU, the disrespect, 31 and a half point underdogs. I got the Spartans. That's a big number for me for Michigan State um, or for Ohio State to, to cover at this point. Uh, Michigan State riding high off of a, a controversial win last week, uh, but I'll take the Spartans. <laughs> controversial win. Uh, I didn't go to that rule. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to, I'll take, uh, I think Michigan State's laying in the weeds. I think they play their best game of the year here down in Columbus and only lose by 30. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm with Clayton. I'm going to go with Michigan state. It's too many points. This Ohio state team. I just don't, I just don't think they're about that life. I don't think they have the gear that some of these vintage Ohio state teams have had. So I do think that Michigan state will quote unquote fight. And if, even if it's a backdoor cover, something tells me that uh, Michigan state, now that they finally got that first win, under Harlan Barnett. Now you just play loose and, and see where, see what happens, but give uh, them the contract, Alan Haller, give them the contract. What are you waiting for? They'll still get pants on NBC like they did a few weeks ago. So 
Yeah, I will say I don't know that you need that extra gear to beat Michigan State that poorly, but I, I am with you. I do agree in terms of uh, our pick. Uh, USC at Oregon, two teams that will be on Michigan's schedule and or maybe not Oregon next year, but in the Big Ten next season. Oregon, a 15-point favorite at home, over under 74.5. Tells me it's going to be a fun game to watch. I got Oregon. I think they're they're one of the best four teams in the country. I think they're a national title contender. I think they're going to get into that playoff, and I think they will roll USC on Saturday. I think it'll be a high-scoring game, something like 45 to 35. I think USC stays within the 15, but Oregon uh, wins handily. I think the wheels are about to fall off at USC. Uh, I'm going Oregon big. I think that Oregon, you know, if their head coach didn't coach the game against Washington like he was <laughs> – trying to twist the knife against his little brother playing Madden. They probably win that game too, but yeah, I, I like Oregon a lot and do think that they are one of the four best teams in the country. So give me Oregon. USC's first game with the new D coordinator, Sean Nua will be coordinating the USC defense wow. in that game. It's a big step. Prayers it up. is a big step. I'll do, I'll do respect to, I'll do respect to Sean. I think I'm going to go. Uh, I think I'm going to change my pick. <laughs> i like oregon to cover and i love what, what respect did you just give him with that you said all due, said, all due respect all due all right, respect. Well, to me is i can say whatever the hell i want we so, love sean Nua, by the way he was such a delight he was such a delight to cover and be around right but i mean as a, as a defensive coordinator uh, that's i don't i don't know that he's ready for that step yet and maybe eventually he will be but i think they're going to roll him Counter argument can't get much worse than what they yeah. were defensively. Yeah, well, they can get seven points worse and cover, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> or not cover. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, that that is going to be our show for this week. Enjoy the game, everybody, on Saturday as well as follow along over at thewolverine.com because could be some news coming down. Obviously, about the Jim Harbaugh situation, we will have you covered with the latest. We got a big game special going on. Right now, 50% off your annual subscription, and uh, you can get one month if you go the monthly route for just $1. So head over to thewolverine.com. Make sure to like this video if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel, and we will see everyone next time.